Brand Park. The Indianapolis Colts, their first workout today at noon. Got to get the circadian rhythm right. So they're going at noon instead of 10 o'clock in the morning. Off we go. Let's see what this team is going to be. Yesterday we found out Julio Jones signing with the Bucks, The Colts, they make a couple of wide receiver signings, but not the guys that fans are looking for, not the guys that media can write really juicy stories about. There are position battles we're going to talk about, some interesting news from yesterday as the Colts dealt with the media. Speaking of the media, Big Ten Media Days at Lucas Oil Stadium. It was IU's turn yesterday on day one. Kevin Warren said some interesting things about the conference. Tom Allen, not so much. Not too many interesting things about Indiana football. There is no juice around this program right now. Indiana needs to get off to a really good start this season to reinvigorate the program. Jerry Jones is always invigorated, and he's always saying stuff about the Dallas Cowboys that make it tougher for the Cowboys to win. He did that again yesterday. Joe Burrow with an uh, appendectomy. Yikes. Um, lots going on. Cubs win their sixth straight. Good God. Wilson Contreras treated like a conquering hero on his way out at Wrigley Field. His final game at Wrigley if the Cubs deal him at the deadline as they are expected to. You would have thought he was the second coming of Ernie Banks. People standing and applauding. And, of course, people love Wilson because he's really one of the last guys, one of the last homegrown guys. Jim Henry signed him. That's, long he, that's how long he's been with the franchise. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson's great at what he does. More referrals yesterday, two of them. Thank you so much. And you're going to thank me for having Jared Johnson do your plumbing work because he's just that good. Give him a call, 765-610-8809. That's the number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like. We're looking for 227 likes in honor of Marley Gibbs. And you know what? Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. We got lots of videos up yesterday. We'll get lots more today from out at camp. Really interesting to talk to the guys. Always kind of fun to talk to the guys because that's what the Colts have built. A team that kind of gets the globalness of a culture and how you've got to operate as a team in order to function well as a team. We'll see if that kind of bears fruit finally this year. See if the Colts can get over the hump and win the AFC South. All right. And want to mention after the workout today, this will be at about 2 o'clock or 2.30. Get the call-in app. We're doing a call-in show live from Grand Park immediately after the workout this afternoon. We'll talk about the Colts on the call-in app. Really looking forward to getting back to work on call-in. All right, like I said, noon today, Grand Park. Weather permitting, they'll be outside. Obviously, you can see we've had some weather this morning. More is expected. I would guess they're going to be inside, but no, uh, no announcement has been made at this point. And keep in mind, yesterday, as I went to Grand Park for the first time for camp this year, uh, 191st Street was closed, so I had to double back to 32, take Spring Mill North. Easy. It's an adjustment, though, that you may have to make. It didn't look like the construction was going to be over today. Maybe it will be. Who knows? The Bucks they signed Julio Jones. So here's what the Bucks are doing. They're hoping that Chris Godwin's going to be available. He is not on the pup list. So he's going to open camp, cleared to play. They hope that he's going to be ready week one. 
they sign Julio Jones, who played nine games last year for the Titans. Titans gave up a second rounder and a fourth rounder, got a sixth along with Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. They're hoping that between those guys and and maybe Brashad Perriman, who is never healthy, they're going to be able to find somebody to augment the wide receiver core along with Mike Evans and Russell Gage. The Colts are going about it differently. The Colts have all their chips behind Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell, who has played 15 games total in his first three seasons, averaging three into one, carry the one, five games a season. So, and, and then beyond that, does Patman and Ashton Doolin, you know, they, you got to hand it to Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard puts together a roster and he bets on his roster. He, he, he'll tweak the roster, but he's not going to make big, giant, major moves that overhaul the roster. He's not going to sign the flashy free agent. He talked about it yesterday. He's not going to sign the flashy guy where the media gushes about him. And then down the road, he can't play anymore, and Chris Ballard gets fired. He said, y'all aren't going to be held accountable. I'm going to be held accountable. Y'all are never held accountable, and of course not. Because the job of people who deal in opinion is not to be right necessarily. It's to generate clicks. We don't do that here. We get excited about what's worth being excited about. And we get critical about things worth being critical about. We don't pander. A lot of pandering going on. Drives me a little bit nuts. Anyway, the Colts did sign Isaiah Ford. Ford four seasons with the Dolphins. Really three. A fourth he played one game. Uh, through those three seasons, 63 catches, three starts. He was a seventh-round pick in 2017, ran a 4-6 at the Combine, went to Virginia Tech. They also uh, signed a guy uh, named John Hurst, who has been on the practice squad with the Tampa Bay Bucks for a while. He was out of West Georgia, undrafted. So there you go. Those are the upgrades. Like Chris Ballard is going to make under-the-radar upgrades. Other teams are going to make way over the radar. They're going to send out pings, right? Ping! Whoa, look at that. And, and your eyes bug out and you think, man, this is tremendous. The Colts, they don't do that very often. They did do it a little bit with Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore has got to be healthy. If Gilmore is healthy, this defense can roll. One of the, def the defensive position battles that I think will be really interesting, but I, not so much if that makes sense. I'll tell you why. You look at it on paper and you say Brandon Faison and Isaiah Rogers. These two guys are going to battle for that position at the cornerback, the outside cornerback opposite Stephon Gilmore. I don't think so. I think this is Isaiah Rogers' job because Isaiah Rogers can run. And Brandon Faison ran a 4-5-3 at the combine. He's not very fast. And if you aren't very fast at a cornerback position, you got a problem. And that was Rocky Yassin's problem. Facing multiple years in the league, he's going to turn uh, 27, and and Facing is a guy who 60% of his career snaps came last year. He ran a 4.5340, one pick, 55 tackles, eight missed tackles. He's going to be 28 actually on September 8th. Rogers, a sixth rounder, 24 years old, three picks last year, 49 tackles, six missed tackles. He only started one game. Isaiah Rogers 
with Ron Miles as his position, position coach is going to be really good. He is going to be much better than he was last year. He's going to bite on some things. He's going to miss. He's going to drive people crazy because he's going to be toasted every once in a while. But he's going to learn. He's going to process. And he's going to play at a higher level than Faison is capable. That's what's going to happen at that position. Uh, Pay left eye issue. It was interesting yesterday. Pay said, yeah, I had this left eye thing. Brian Baker, who was the defensive line coach last year, said, hey, you got to get that fixed. So he did. Says he's going to wear a contact in his left eye. And then we talked to Chris Ballard about Pay in the eye. He said, yeah, you know, I had a guy in, in Kansas City kind of, you know, like that. Well, that guy was blind in an eye. Not just you know, uh, bad vision, no vision. So I'm not sure exactly. And Quiddy Pay was like, yeah, I'm going to wear contacts in the game. Well, is it a left eye blind or is it a left eye kind of cloudy, murky, unfocused? I don't know what it is. And playing on the right side, it's really not going to matter so much anyway, because he's going to be able to use his right eye to see the bit anyway. It, it was just interesting to hear these two guys. And Chris Ballard, I think, was a little bit thrown off by the question. Didn't really expect it. Didn't know that there was a discussion earlier with Pay in the media about that eye issue. Uh, Rodney McLeod, Taekwon Lewis, we found out from Ballard yesterday. They opened on the pup list, but they are going to come off quickly. Rodney McLeod on the pup list, not because he requested it or because he's like, I can't go. It's more a team issue and Taekwon Lewis close. As for Shaq um, Leonard, which is going to take a while to get to and, and not stumble over, he is going to be ready when he's ready, according to Chris Ballard, and we'll see when that is. Other NFL stuff, like I mentioned in the open, Jerry Jones, every time he opens his mouth, he makes it more difficult for whoever the coach is, in this case Mike McCarthy, to operate effectively. He makes it more difficult for that team to win. That's what he does. Owners need to own. General managers need to manage. Coaches need to coach. And there's got to be a little bit of a wall. There's got to be some uh, partitions in an organization. Jerry Jones is both the owner and the general manager. That causes problems. And that's one of the reasons that the Cowboys have not won a championship in 25 years. That's the way it goes. Jerry Jones yesterday said that uh, Mike McCarthy is the coach. But he has options, not Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones has options where it comes to coaches for the Cowboys. Jeez, oh, Pete. The arrogance and the ego of Jerry Jones, and really this, this is something that, that happens with owners because nobody walks into an owner's office and says, what the hell are you doing? You out of your mind? That doesn't happen with owners because people who do that get fired immediately. So they're more like, hey. Great talk today, Jerry. You know, woof, way to work the media. I got Sean Payton on, whoa, we're not supposed to mention his name. You know, uh, Joe Burrow had an appendectomy, or he's going to, he's going to be out, they say, four to six weeks. Uh, Bengals had a lot of good luck last year. Seems like, you know what, luck all evens out. And uh, for the Bengals, that luck is going to even out. Ten and seven last year. Went on a little bit of a heater into the Super Bowl. Lost the Super Bowl by three. Hmm. You know what? This year it's going to be a little bit different. Kevin Warren said this at Big Ten Media Days yesterday. 
The business of college athletics has grown faster than the structure and governance of college athletics. That might be the smartest thing he's ever said. He's absolutely right. And, and that governance in particular needs to step up and it needs to grow commensurate and proportionate to the business of college athletics. And until that happens, things are going to be wobbly and teams are going to be jumping over the fence to this conference and that conference. It all needs to get uh, kind of settled, and it's not close. So uh, expect more tumult in college football, especially. The rest of college athletics is really pretty cool. It's all good. College football, the business has grown to here. The governance and the structure have grown to here. You've got to get governance set, and you can't have a rule book yay thick. You just can't in college athletics. If you make the rules so difficult to follow that people cannot follow them and so convoluted that people don't even know what is legal or illegal anymore, you have a, uh, a real strategic problem within your entity. That's where college football is. College basketball to a lesser extent. Uh, the Big Ten in a position to grow because man Jim Delaney had it wired. He figured it out. BTN is humongous. The SEC network is humongous. BTN, Fox, SEC, ESPN, you kind of got those two networks. That's where college athletics is. Notre Dame, what are they going to do? They're going to stay independent. And is NBC going to stroke a check for 75 million bucks to keep their media rights each year and not send them scurrying to a conference? What's Notre Dame need 75 million for? We've talked about it before. Uh, Tom Allen spoke to the media yesterday. What everybody wants to know, is it going to be Connor Bazelak or is it going to be Jack Tuttle at quarterback? I think it's going to be Connor Bazelak. Indiana, man. Indiana. I feel terrible for Indiana football fans. I'm an Indiana guy. I love Indiana basketball. Indiana football was always kind of that thing you did on Saturday because everybody went to the parking lot. It was a big-ass tailgate party. It, it, going in the stadium was a complete afterthought. And in Indiana, despite two seasons in 19 and 20, where things went well, last year, boy, oh boy, did the, the thread come off the spool. And all of a sudden, Indiana was kind of back to where Indiana's been. Feels like Indiana's that again, doesn't it? So we go to games, but we don't go into the game. Or if we do, we leave at halftime and go down to Knicks. It's just that easy, and it's sad, but that's the way it works. Cubs yesterday won their sixth straight, 4-2 to over the Pirates. Uh, Keegan Thompson was really, really good over seven innings. Wilson Contreras, his final game at, at Wrigley. People standing, people clamoring for more, praying that Wilson could hit one more homer. I had a friend, the great Lynn Totlin, send me a note and say, what the hell is this? What are they doing? Like, is this one of the all-time great Cubs? I say, you know, it, it, to me it's like, you know, Davey Rosello coming in and taking his last ground ball at second base. Or uh, that's probably a, a, a bit of an overstatement. Or Jerry Morales, for goodness sake. Or Rick Monday, you know, when he was traded for Bill Buckner. Did, did people rise as one and Rick Monday, old number seven? No. Like, relax. I'd love to see him keep uh, Wilson. But that isn't going to happen. They're trying to rebuild, and that's the way it goes. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this dank, dark 
wet Wednesdays, shall we? Uh, John Clark, Paul Jacobs, great Paul Jacobs, great Brett Finkelmeyer, celebrating a birthday, and Ron Clements, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Let's lift each other, not pull each other down. Hope you're headed out to Grand Park. Keep an eye on the weather because indoor workouts, they can't accommodate as many fans as outdoor workouts. So that's something to bear watch.